0: Whether we like it or not, the lives we live are stories, and living a meaning-filled story does not happen by accident. In fact, living a good story is a lot like writing one. Unless you put in the work to write a good story, you may find you have lost the plot in your own life. You find yourself feeling restless, feeling bored, feeling hopeless. If you feel like you've lost the plot in your life, then this six-part limited series called Hero on a Mission, based on my book, Hero on a Mission, is just for you. Your business, your relationships, your story needs to flow out of something. It needs a plot. If you've ever thought or wondered if life is meaningless, I want to convince you that it is not. There is, in fact, meaning in life, and there can be an experience of meaning for you, but only, only if you take control of your own story. I'm Donald Miller, and I want to welcome you to this limited series brought to you by Business Made Simple, all about becoming a hero on a mission. You know, we've, we've, we've built this idea that your life is a story and that you need to, to come up with what that story is and you need to direct it. Then you need to stay disciplined to stay inside of it if you want to have mental clarity and not exist in a fog. If you don't do all of that, your story is going to get hijacked and it's going to feel like what Viktor Frankl calls the existential vacuum or what I call the narrative void. By narrative void, I mean there is no story in your life. It's just a series of events that are happening and you're not actually taking control of it. Once we tackle all of that, there's a secondary issue that will also ruin your story, and that is the character that you play. Now, here's what I mean by that. There are four major characters in stories. There's a lot of characters, but there are four major ones, and they appear in almost every story. They are the victim, the villain, the hero, and the guide. The victim is the one who believes they are helpless. They have been usually taken captive or somehow being hurt by the villain. The hero is the one who is uh, trying to rescue the victim from the grasps of the villain. Then there's the guide who's trying to help the hero do that because the hero's never done that before. That's basically it. Victim, villain, hero guide. The victim is the one who feels helpless. The villain is the one who makes others small. It's a great definition for a villain. A villain is always trying to make others small. We're going to talk about the villain in next week's episode. Then there's the hero, the one that accepts the challenge to help somebody and has to transform to a better version of themselves in order to make the, the happy ending happen. And then there's the guide who already played the hero in previous backstories and is now turning around to help heroes win. Why are there these four characters in stories? Well, there are these four characters in stories because these four characters exist in life. You know, when you think about real-life characters, you think about Mussolini, villain. You know, you think about um, Helen Keller, you think hero. You think about Mother Teresa, guide. The truth is, though, that real-life people are hard to pin down as either victim, villain, hero, or guide. Why? Because... We're all four. The reason these characters, these four characters exist, exist in stories is because they exist in you. And those character traits of the victim, the villain, the hero, and the guide come out in us. They come out by default for some of us. We will default to victim mindset. We will default to villain behavior. We will default to guide. We will default to hero. All of that matters because two of these roles will ruin your life. If you play the victim or the villain too much, your story will go nowhere. Let's actually look at it. What happens with a victim? The victim in a story is a bit part. They exist in the story to make the hero look good and the villain look bad. That's it. They do not transform. They do not get rewarded. At the end of the day, they might get rescued, but they don't get rewarded. They don't turn into a better version of themselves. And their story is ultimately from the victim's perspective. The story is boring and rewards them in no way at all. If they're lucky, they get rescued. That's it. If you're the villain, your story ends with you getting hauled off to prison. (laughs) That's it. Or worse, being killed. We watch movies. You know, what's going to happen to the villain? What do you want to happen to the villain then? You want them to die. You want them to be killed. If it's a James Bond movie or something else, you want them to be killed, right? So what happens to you the more you play the villain? Yeah, you, you, end up with, you end up unifying a group of people to come combat you and imprison you or restrain you in some way so you can't keep hurting people. Uh, what happens to the hero? The hero transforms into a better version of themselves. They experience a deep sense of meaning, and ultimately they win the day if the movie's not a tragedy. What happens to the guide? The guide ends up getting a lot of respect and a deep sense of meaning in life because they're helping the, the light in the world outshine the darkness. The movie's not about the guide, but the guide is always the strongest character in the movie. The hero's becoming a strong character, but they're not. So if all four of these characters exist within you, one of the worst things that could possibly happen in your life or in the life of anybody that you know is to not be self-aware about which character you're playing. If you are not self-aware, if you can't say to yourself, I'm playing the victim right now, And you just automatically default into victim mindset and you don't realize it, your story will be ruined. It will be ruined. If you automatically default into vengeance and making other people small and thinking other people are stupid or smaller than yourself, or having to put up with people or not having friends, but instead having minions, you are defaulting into a villain mindset and your story will be ruined. If you default into heroic mindset, that is, you accept challenges, you don't like them, but you accept them, and you transform into a better version of yourself in order to overcome obstacles. You will be you will be rewarded at the end of the day. And one of the greatest rewards that you will experience is that you will transform into the role that's the most important in all of us. That is the guide, the one who lays down their life for others and helps others. If if you were supposed to be a guide, I, I heard George Clooney right about the time that Emmeline was born. You know, I started thinking about how well my life was going and how much time it took to, uh, to do the things that I've got to get done because of the responsibilities I've taken on. And before she was born, I remember thinking, this is going to be tough because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sacrifice of my life in order to give to this other person. And I read a quote on Instagram of all places by George Clooney, who also had children late in life like I did, because we have, we have an enormous amount in common, me and George Clooney, especially the way we look. I, he, he said this. He said, my children did not ask to come into this world. I brought them into the world. Therefore, they owe me nothing, and I owe them everything. That quote changed my life. When I read that quote, I went, "Emeline did not ask to come into this world. At the end of my life, she owes me nothing. Nothing. She doesn't owe me for giving her a college education. She doesn't owe me for being around. She doesn't owe me for, for buying her a car. She doesn't owe me for protecting her when she was, ch- she owes me nothing. She didn't ask to come here. It's my responsibility. I brought her here. That is the ultimate in a guide transformation. Thank God George Clooney said that one day off, probably off the cuff, because it's true. We've got to play the guide, and we got to become heroes so that we can play the guide. So that. Other people benefit, and our stories are just so meaningful. They feel rich and meaningful. One of the worst things that we can do, we're going to cover villain next week. This week, we're covering victim mindset. What does a victim mindset look like? You know it, and I know it, because I do it every day. It, do I play the victim most of the time? No, I play. I actually play the hero most of the time, but I play the victim every single day. A, a victim believes they are doomed, <laughs> that they are to suffer the consequences of fate. What does victim mindset look like? Victim mindset looks like I'm being buried by my emails and uh, work is hard and I will never get out of this. Ra- That's a victim mindset toward being, having a lot of emails to return. A heroic mindset toward a lot of emails to return would be I'm being buried by emails because I did not create boundaries that limited the number of emails I can get. See the difference? Victim mindset is something outside of me is torturing me. Hero mindset is something is causing me problems that I can do something about and didn't. Therefore, I can learn and transform into somebody who creates boundaries around my emails. So then what does the hero do? The hero says, well, what can I do? You know, read a book and learn how to create boundaries around my emails, create boundaries around my emails. Now my life gets better. What does a victim do? Continues to get buried by emails. Doesn't respond to them because it's not their fault. They're a victim. Then they lose their job because they didn't respond to emails. And now fate has handed them where everybody else has some magical ability to deal with their emails. The victim does not. You know. You know where it hits me most often. This is just me being super vulnerable with you. Uh, I have had sugar. I used to weigh three hundred eighty-seven pounds, and people. I weigh two sixteen. I'm trying to get to two. Oh, 04. That's my new goal, 204, which is about, you know, it's kind of like fighting weight. It's right there at the top of fighting weight. I'd be like a like a fat boxer at <laughs> 204, <laughs> which is fine with me. It's fine with I just weigh 387. So comparatively, I'm killing it. Most of these sort of addictive tendencies around sugar cravings have not gone away. After all these years, they have not gone away. And it, it is the number one thing in life that I've said. I have the most victim mindset toward. I'm so tired of these external sugar cravings attacking me. And, but when I actually say to myself, no, look, you can transfer. There's a gift to these sugar cravings. They have given you an incredible, incredible sense of, um, of strength because you can overcome them a lot of the times, unless I lose sleep. My God, when the baby was born, oh my gosh, we're just up all night. I gained eight pounds while I'm at 216 women feel free to write me because I deserve it I I gained eight pounds when I had a baby (laughs) my wife on the other hand looks amazing she looks amazing and she's actually had to go through the physical trauma of having a baby Do, do you see how what victim mindset does to you? It, 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 don't be like me. Don't have a victim mindset about this. You end up comparing yourself to your wife who looks fantastic. You know, that's the number one thing. But, you know, uh, what a hero does, and I try to do this most of the time, is say, look, the challenge will make you stronger. The challenge will make you better. The tra- challenge, you know, here's what it does. It makes you humble. It makes you humble. It makes you realize you're a human. And you can identify with other people who deal with this stuff and you can talk you can be vulnerable, you can talk openly. You don't have to pretend right? You don't have to pretend you got it all together. Heroes don't pretend. Watch a movie. They're not pretending. They're in they're in huge challenges the whole time pause any movie that you love and ask yourself if the hero is enjoying this moment. Now you're enjoying the moment. Don't get confused. You're enjoying watching the hero not enjoy this moment, but are they enjoying the moment? No, they're not enjoying the moment. They're in the midst of a challenge and it's really tough. You know That would be the number one place where, where I go to victim mindset. To the degree that I can engage my, the heroic part of me is the degree to which I live a healthier life. There is no question in my mind that if I wouldn't have have engaged a heroic mindset, I'd be dead, or I would be on uh, on the doorstep of death right now. Not married, no kids, no great company, no books. So, to the degree that you engage a heroic mindset, does not mean you get set free and you never have that temptation again. Forget that. Forget that. Throw that out the window. I, it's hard for me to imagine a world in which I don't crave sugar. It's really hard for me to imagine. I guess if I just stopped eating it all together, like if I just ate a diet of walnuts, I wouldn't crave sugar. But at that point, I'd be a squirrel. And I don't want to be a squirrel. To the degree that you think of yourself as a victim, here's what happens. One, victims need a villain who persecutes them in order to stay in the identity of a victim. Let's talk a little bit about actual victims. Actual victims are people who have no way out. They don't have a choice in the matter. Their choice has been taken away. And, and you know, one of the one of the worst things we can do is see ourselves as a victim, and take resources away from actual victims. It's also very important to say that many people listening were victims. You know, th- there was abuse, there was trauma in their past. You know, I had some of that in my own past. You know, just growing up poor in a very hard situation. Uh, you know, the, the the support structure just wasn't there. And so to some degree, there was some victim there, especially when you're a little kid, because you can't even process that you have your own agency. You know, you're you're, you're in that situation. And so for me, the journey from victim to hero took a lot of self-assessment, took a lot of work, took a lot of, if you read any of my books, you know that there was some therapy. I went to on-site workshops, got some great help there. At some point though, it's really hard to leave the victim mindset because it's so comforting. So the work to become, really what healing is in life is going from victim mindset to hero mindset. That's what healing is. And it takes a long time. Took a long time to forgive my dad. Had to go see him because he left my house when I was, we left our house when I was two. I found out recently, my sister and I were in the hospital and my mother was in the hospital. If I'm not mistaken, at the same time, with three different issues, I was an infant. My sister was, uh, you know, going on two years old. My mother was obviously uh, in her early 30s my father didn't come see us he didn't come see us you know so much temptation there to see yourself as a victim because indeed you know you are you're supposed to get more love and support than this but you're not and so then then you then it's the, dealing with the trauma one of the ways that one of the things that i felt my experience myself experiencing maybe you can identify with this seeing yourself as a victim is a really great coping mechanism i mean it works it gives you all this sort of comfort and excuse can you do something about being buried by email? Yes. Can you do something about sugar craving? Yes. So you're not actually a victim. You're a false victim. You have an identity of a victim, but you're not a victim. In order to reinforce that identity that we've given ourselves, we, there has to be some villain that's making our life terrible. And in order to do that, if somebody with a victim default mode, where they mostly play the victim will do, is they'll turn somebody else into a villain and vilify them to have their own excuse for being a victim. Well, at that point, you are now persecuting somebody and calling them a villain who may or may not be a villain at all. It's, it's called uh, Cartman's Drama Triangle. Stephen Cartman was a psychologist, and he said, look, this is the way relationships work. Sometimes you, got, you get into this drama triangle where somebody plays the victim in order to attract a rescuer. The rescuer comes in selfishly wanting to feel good about themselves but the victim has no interest in not being a victim. They were just trying to attract somebody who would do the work for them. Then the person who went to rescue them resents the fact that they're having to do all the work and this person won't change, so they begin to persecute them and become the villain that the victim has been looking for. <laughs> yeah, does that describe any relationship you've ever been in? If if you say that's never described a relationship I've been in, you're probably the one playing the victim. <laughs> you probably just don't even realize it. Um, it's, just, it's a mess. I mean, if you play the victim, your story is no good. And uh, you can't transform. You can't become a better version of yourself. What, what we want to do, though, is not condemn ourselves for being, for being the victim. That doesn't work either. Think about it. When you say, gosh, I'm playing the victim, and it's awful, and I can't get out of this victim mindset, and I'm such a loser for playing the victim, what are you? At that point, when you are shaming yourself for playing the victim— you become the villain making the victim in you small. You are literally having a conversation between the villain in you and the victim in you, both of whom will ruin your story. This explains so, mu- so many people listening right now, this explains the mental conversation that you have with yourself. You are a villain prosecuting and persecuting and judging yourself for being a victim. That is never gonna change. It's never gonna make the villains or the victim smaller. It's never gonna make the villain smaller. None of that. What you gotta do is be able to say, you know, have the self-awareness to go, I'm doing that thing where I act like a victim without judgment. Just say it without judgment. Don't even try to change it. Cause you don't like, you don't like being controlled. Why would you like being controlled by yourself? You don't like being cajoled into being or feeling some other way. You respond negatively when somebody tries to gaslight you. So stop gaslighting yourself. What you want to do is you just want to say, you know what? I'm doing that thing where I'm being a victim. I recognize that. And stop. Just stop your mind right there. Just stop. And then what will happen is you'll say, well, what would a hero do in a situation? Well, a hero would say, you know, there's an upside to this. Not much of an upside, but I choose to look at it. You know, these these temptations could make me stronger. There's actually a challenge that can make my life interesting. Uh, life is demanding that I become a better, stronger version of myself, uh, and I am choosing to accept that invitation. I don't want to, but I'm choosing to accept that invitation, and you begin to act more out of your hero energy. It's really all about energy. You know, I'm I'm not a foo foo, fluffy, fluffy guy, but I do believe that you bring to life and bring to every moment a kind of energy. And it it, most of it goes into four characters. Victim, villain, hero, guide. The more we play the victim, the worse our life looks. You know, here's what I'm saying. At some point, we've got to begin the transition where we no longer use it as a coping mechanism and we get the kind of strength we need to become a hero. That transition, that transformation, if you will, for me at 50 years old is still happening. Hopefully I'm 80% through it. And I think, I hope my life, you know, testifies to that, but it's still happening. It is a nuanced, complicated issue. I don't want to take anything from anybody who has been hurt. My gosh, you, especially if you were a victim, that is still something to grieve, right? And yet, now when I look back on my life, I think of the strength, the strength that has come out of that hard situation of that upbringing, the strength and the character that you develop having come out of that is available to you at any time. We just have to lessen and lessen our dependence on victim coping mechanisms and step more into hero energy. But victims are real. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. They are real and they need our help and they need our support. They need our love. And what I, what I spell out in my new book, Hero on a Mission, is a way out of that. It's a way out of that. If you want to know more about Victim, Villain, Hero, Guide, the very first chapter of the new book, Chapter 1, breaks down the victim, the villain, the hero, and the guide. If you have not picked up your copy of Hero on a Mission, go to Amazon, Audible, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books. It will be your roadmap to crafting and creating a life of meaning and purpose, I promise. Just order Hero on a Mission today at Amazon, Audible, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you buy books. Next week, I want to talk about the villain. Dun-dun-dun-dun! Villains are incredible. Villains make a story interesting. They really do. If you want to make a story really great, a story that people really love, include a really, really interesting villain. If you want to ruin your life, (laughs) act like a villain. Act like a villain. What does does a villain do? We're going to talk about that on next week's episode of Hero on a Mission. Thanks for joining me for this six-part series in which I coach you on how to experience a meaningful life. By the end of it I believe we will all be living as heroes in our own story and that is going to be a relief no more restlessness no more boredom we'll see you next week I'm in a state, stuck it away. I need to change like so be there